Welcome in, everybody, to episode 15 of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd. I'm AJ. And uh, thanks for clicking listen this week. All right, here we are. Uh, week two of the playoffs. Two people have been eliminated. Uh, Real Andrew got bounced by my co-host AJ. And sadly, uh, the people's champion, the people's pick, Boso, <laughs> lost to Christina last week in... Spectacular Only... fashion. I think she doubled me up. Yeah. It was uh, 172 to 88. That is nearly a, a double up there. Um, didn't have a chance, as it turns out. Uh, my playoff was a little brighter, a little closer. A little closer. Uh, I overcame not starting the Bears defense and um, Came out ahead by about 18 points, uh, 113 to 95. And, yeah, it looked pretty even. I don't know if Holtzclaw... Holtzclaw could have started who? Like, a Dalvin Cook instead of Antonio Brown? Well, here's how I feel about this matchup. I feel like your team basically did exactly what they should have. You got a... Decent performance out of Deshaun. McCaffrey had a classic McCaffrey game. Uh, maybe you say Mike Evans underperformed, but like 113, yes. that was pretty much your projection. Holt's calling the hand. You got to face Cam Newton throwing up a 10. Antonio Brown throwing up a 5. I feel like you got a little lucky facing his team because this is a 120-point team most weeks, and you caught okay. him with some good matchups, or I don't know what it was. But uh, you're moving on, and he is not. So congratulations. Yep. Uh, on the other side, Christina beat me 172 to 88. Uh, I feel like I had some decent performances. I mean, I had five different guys score in the mid-teens, you know, 15 to 18. But I got hardly anything out of my defense and kicker. I got nearly nothing out of my second receiver. And my flex, LaShawn McCoy, uh, shockingly, that move did not pay off. <laughs> he decided to get hurt. After two plays, which is the second time he's done that to me this year, uh, at some point I will learn my lesson. Or maybe I won't because I just dropped him this week. See ya! So that was funny. Like, halfway through that uh, Monday morning, uh, Sunday morning game. Sorry, I was thinking back to my time in Australia where NFL was Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> Hill was questionable slash out of the game. It was uh, not a McCoy fun was Sunday out. morning. I, and. Jones had got, like, nothing in the first half. <laughs> I made a point to be home on my couch watching TV with the computer open. I was ready to start watching the points come piling in, and they just were not coming. You're right. Tyreek went out for a period. Uh, McCoy went out on the second play of the game. Jones and Chubb didn't really do anything until the second half. Yeah. Uh, I think Kelsey got a score early in that game, which was making me feel good. And yeah. I, I wasn't really sure what to make of Christina's team. I mean, Barkley had a pretty huge game, pretty huge first half, but Gronk didn't come on until the second half. Kamara had kind of a slow game, and that was all she had for the first game. So I wasn't really sure what to make of it. Projections certainly did not look good. Uh, I made it look somewhat close uh, by the end of the morning games, but with all her players that still play, I pretty much knew by about... Mm-hmm. noon probably that I was not going to move on. Uh, my yeah. only hope was that she would blow me out so I didn't have any start-sit decisions because I think I stared at my phone for about an hour and a half Sunday morning <laughs> just like, all right, who we, we got Galladay or Moore, uh, McCoy <laughs> or where, and none of that would have mattered. 
That always makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. It's that question of, do you sit your star and lose? Or would you rather lose with starting your star and your, like, bench player blows up? Yeah. And I think I'm definitely in the camp of start your stars, which it seems Christina was. She had Mixon in there pretty much all week, wasn't going to throw Eckler in there. Mm-hmm. And that second receiver spot ended up going Galladay just because I've been on his jock all year. And I'm like, you know what? If I go down, I'll go down with Galladay. And with McCoy and Ware, I'm like, I don't know what to think of this Ware guy. Uh, I think I'll go with McCoy. I was, you know, maybe trying to prove that that trade actually worked in my favor. And maybe with the Galladay thing, I was trying to prove that he is, in fact, better than Emmanuel Sanders. And neither one of those things proved to be true, at least thus far. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely in that camp of, I'll go down with my stars, and if they don't perform, then mm-hmm. so be it. So the higher seeds moved on. Uh, they did. The more the other interesting matchup was the tankathon between the Moose and uh, Fake Andrea or Fake Andrea, and it was funny. Where Corey knows he is tanking, but he he does not want to. Like he wants to start a full team. Yeah. He wants to keep it clean. He doesn't want to leave spaces open or start people who are injured. Like, he started players, I believe, who are all active. And unfortunately, he beat Andrew. He sucks at tanking, is what we found. He can't win, nor can he tank. He's, he's caught in a mediocre middle, which is the worst possible thing. So, yes, after last week's results, Corrine is now ineligible for the number one pick, as well as Laura. Other four still alive. Uh, Andrew and Eric are in the catbird seat for capturing that honor, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Laura put up a huge number from the winner's bracket, thanks in large part to Derrick Henry's 57 <laughs> points. I think we have to revisit this Travis Kelsey trade. I think I might have got trade-raped on that one. I mean, I gave up Derrick Henry and a fourth-round pick, and all I got back was Kelsey. I feel like the league needs to review that one, and maybe there should be some compensation coming no. back my way. Did you check the weekly flies? Because I did not. I, I'm i pretty sure Lola took it out with her. Uh, no, so the weekly prize was most rushing yards for the team, and that was Christina. She had oh. 170 from Saquon, 111 from Mixon. Kamara had, like, 30, and then Rivers had, like, 10 rushing yards somehow. <laughs> so, no, Christina won the weekly prize. Congratulations. I believe that is her first win of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, coupled with her most points during the season, she's now up to 179.98. In winnings. And uh, my best week score, still safe. There was a little bit of worry. That was the other thing. Like, yeah, Christina beat me and that's fine. But then she started threatening my best week score. And I'm like, no, 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 this this ain't happening. So I call up my boys Seahawks defense and they held Thielen <laughs> to nine points instead of 12 points. And uh, she missed out by two points. So still sitting in that seat. Mm-hmm. Um, not many transactions that happened considering there's only like four or five teams that are actually making transactions yeah uh, uh, you did put uh, in a waiver claim though i sure did yeah so here's how the rest of the season is going to shake out for me and and the other seven people that are ineligible for the prize or the uh you know trophy uh we should be playing for this weekly prize every single week this week's weekly prize is most points from players in prime time which 
There's five games because we're counting both Saturday games along with the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night game. I am loading up on primetime <laughs> players, including Saints defense, who I want to make sure to get. Because the other defenses I wasn't feeling all that confident in. So, <laughs> but that's... Saints defense, you're confident in. Yeah, have you seen the Saints defense? And let's take a quick look at the Saints defense last, uh, we'll call it four games. So last week, nine points at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Week before, 14 at Dallas, 15 against Atlanta, 17 against Philly, nine against Cincinnati the week before. Uh, and then negative one against Rams, then 14 against Minnesota. This is a good defense. I can't believe they're still available on the waiver wire. Yeah. And I'm looking for them to pick Cam Newton three or four times. So, And if they don't, then... Can I have some, I don't know, comeuppance thrown back my way for drafting him number two? <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely they started not. off no, a little slow, not. but... <laughs> No, yeah, the negative eight the week. I one. am I am not uh, remembering that negative eight for the purposes of me starting them this week. And, but I don't know if you noticed, but I'm also starting two Carolina receivers against the Saints defense. So <laughs> maybe I'm hedging my bets. Maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot. I don't know. I don't know what. But yeah, yeah I'm going full on weekly prize, especially this week. So I'm in this strange position of the five six spot. And mm-hmm. I went back and checked, and the last two years in which we've had six playoff teams, and thus a 5-6 matchup, uh, the person, the same person has won both weeks. So basically there's week 15 and 16 in which it's the same teams no matter what. Five plays six, and then five plays six, just because of the quirk of ESPN. And the same person won twice. So I don't know if it's a conglomerate of the two games. I don't know if it's just week 16. I'm assuming it, the week 16 result is the only one that matters, and this week yep. is just for fun. So there's no reason not to be playing for the weekly prize. I would suggest the rest of you do the same, that are not trying to win the championship. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got going on in uh, Bosa land. Yeah. So it's interesting, like, where Corey and potentially Law now just want to tank to get that number three pick. Yeah. And next week will be interesting, where you... You really want to tank and get that number three pick. I think the number, like the three four matchup, is the best matchup to be in in week 16. You don't have the pressure of eating wings. I feel yeah. like they're, if you make the right pick, e.g., Saquon Barkley over David Johnson, <laughs> you yes. would get a pretty good guy at number three. Uh, We're talking three four pick, not yeah. third fourth place in the league. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whoever wins this, uh, Andrew and Eric, sorry, uh, Andrea and Eric game is going to be, there's no reason to really start anybody, because they will have saved themselves the shame of last place and eating wings, and you can play for whatever you want. Now, next week's weekly prize is biggest score, so maybe you still want to try for that, although most people in the loser's bracket probably don't have a chance. Um Well, who knows? Derek Henley may go for another 250 yards. Or maybe if you're in this Baker and Tony matchup, kind of like in the TV show The League, maybe you want to tank this game to make sure you're in the championship game, and then you can make sure to beat whoever's in that game to make sure that they uh, have to eat wings. (laughs) Potentially. Potentially. That's some 4D chess like that. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, so just real quick on the transactions, a couple of neat things I saw. Doug Martin is now on his sixth different team this year. Uh, one of those teams picked him up twice. I think it was uh, Danny. Mm-hmm. And not only is he on a six different team, he's now starting for a semifinalist in Barrett. That's the state of Barrett's team. <laughs> Missed out on all the trades and now is scraping up Village Bicycle Doug Martin to roll out against Christina for a chance to make it to the championship. And even though I picked Christina in the picks last week, come on, Barrett, I'm cheering for you. I'm cheering for you all the way. Both of us are big Doug Martin fans, so <laughs> I would I would love for Doug Martin to have a great game yeah. this week. And just one game. Like a great game this week, then a shitty game mm, next week. Not, not two weeks in a row? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, other interesting thing, uh, the famous LaShawn McCoy for Will Fuller and uh, Carlos Hyde trade is now coming nearly full circle, and both LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Hyde have now been dropped, and that trade really had no bearing on anything. And Will Fuller has been dropped. And Will Fuller, well, Will Fuller, I think, is still on her IR. He, uh, he can be kept, so it's not complete trash. Uh, and he did help her win that week. Yes. I, now that I think about it, though, it did have some bearing on the league. Because that motherfucker, LaShawn McCoy, scored me 0.1 points twice and then five points another week. He's almost directly (laughs) responsible for three of my losses. So great job, Barrett, for sticking me with LaShawn McCoy, making me start him, especially in such a pivotal game as my first-round playoff game. Curse you, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. So before we go into some serious matchup discussion, I wanted to ask you... Just a few general questions about how you thought your season went this year. Oh, we're doing the moratorium yeah. on Boso season, huh? It, it is dead, right? <laughs> freshly cremated. It is Still freshly s- cremated. Still have a chance to win the sixty nine ninety nine best week, and that's basically all I'm hoping for, is that you two, or you 11 yahoos, don't score more than 174.2 points over these next two weeks. Uh, I've won a couple of weekly prizes. I think I'm the biggest weekly prize winner. I think I have yeah. four or five. So I've actually done okay uh, while not having a great team. Um, I, yeah, just kind of some of the things about my season is I feel like very early on I caught a lot of crap for my draft and the players I got. And so I felt like my guys were kind of like this Island of Misfit Toys. And so, you know, for four or five weeks I was like, you know what, fuck it, it's us against the world. And then... Turns out they weren't that good, and I really hated rooting for them, and so I traded as many of them away as possible, including both Atlanta running backs. Yeah. And the I think the Aaron Jones trade was probably the turning point of the season. He didn't end up coming on until a couple weeks after I got him. Mm-hmm. But that was guy number one. Uh, obviously, the Carlos Hyde trade in real life was big for me because it made Nick Chubb a starting running back. So once mm-hmm. I got those two, uh, started to win a couple games. The Kareem Hunt trade... Obviously, uh, did not prove to be as great for me as it could have been had he not leaked a video of himself beating a woman. Um, the Kelsey trade ended up... Like, both those trades, at the time, I thought they were going to vault me into potentially one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, it didn't quite turn out that way. Had I won a game here, won a game there, maybe I don't face Christine in the first round and I'm still alive. But... Obviously, with the score Christina put up last week, there's no way I was going to beat her no matter who mm. I had. So, I have two questions for you. One, which is something we discussed. When you somehow ended up with, I think, two weeks before the playoffs, with all the Chiefs 
uh, all the Chiefs playmakers except for Mahomes. Yes. And I wanted to I want to add one more thing to that, which was the things we discussed were well, if the Chiefs if the Chiefs get shut out by a defense or it's not their day or anything like that, you have lost that week. Like if there's bad weather or something like that, yeah. You're basically gone. Right? So if they play a defense that matches up really well with them, Mm-hmm. They're gone. Whereas, like, if your players are split across a few different teams, you need each of those teams to match up or have like a really good one-on-one matchup. And what do you did you what do you think of that? Is that still a valid concern? Do you think I'm still talking nonsense? I I think it's a valid concern. I don't know if it's more of a mental game you play with yourself, or if there's a lot of reality in that i mean for 12 weeks i really i don't know that's happened yet the chiefs have not got shut down i mean mm-hmm. that offense is humming along so well that you know even last week you were saying you know that baltimore matchup is not great you're a little worried about tyreek uh maybe he got fortunate i mean he went out for mm-hmm. a little bit that game and there was a lot of fourth quarter yep. action in there but i mean if you look at the skill position guys kelsey had 15 or 16. Yep. Tyreek had 18. Yep. The running back, albeit it wasn't Hunt, it was Ware, he had 15. And yeah. maybe you say, all right, well, Cream Hunt, maybe he cracks the end zone. And so he's more a 20-point so, guy. And that's fine. Like All you need is a bunch of 15 to 20-point guys. And I didn't yeah. have enough of those last week. So what I will also say on top of that is what I realized with Kareem Hunt going down, which is most of the time you'll have three big playmakers other than the quarterback on a offense like maybe it's running back wide receiver uh tight end or maybe it's wide receiver wide receiver tight end or maybe it's wide receiver wide receiver running back eg pittsburgh right yeah and they have chemistry and they balance their calls and everything else like that and teams have to use on high-powered offenses teams focus on each of those components evenly so everyone gets boosted up yeah if one of those key uh, playmakers goes down, then the focus is shifted onto the other two in terms of defenses. And both of your, for one injury, two of your other guys are getting depreciated. Whereas if you have an injury occur on a team and you only have one player on that team, then only one player gets depreciated. Sure. Yeah, and I, you know, a few of these. Injury concerns or shutout concerns you've had, I, I think we've seen both sides of it. Where with the Chiefs, yeah, Hunt went down, but Ware got in there, and I think he was more or less the same guy. I mean, last week Tyreek really struggled for whatever reason. Uh, Ware had a decent game, and then they played the Ravens, and they were all reasonably productive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your concern over uh, Danny's team, in which he was very shallow and couldn't afford an injury. I think at the time, Corey and I were both saying, well, sure, but you only have three more, three or four more weeks to get through, so maybe you mitigate those concerns. And then, bam, James Conner goes down, and all of a sudden he's reaching to the... I mean, he ended up picking up Jalen Samuels, good on him, but he was basically in a position in which he was starting Doug Martin or, or you know, waiver wire fodder. And so, you know, I think we saw both sides of that this year and yes definitely a concern definitely something to think of in an ideal world i would probably not have so many chiefs but that's just kind of who would trade me their players and and <laughs> i happen to get a bunch of players from at least a great offense so 
Okay, well, enough about me. I'm a loser and I'm out of it. Uh, let's get on to the playoff matchups. Uh, you know, we've got the two versus three matchup. Barrett and Christina, Battle of the Ladies. Uh, they, I think, were both 5-0 and at one point, along with Laura. And obviously, Laura took a turn, and these two continued to win. Uh, close-ish projections. Christina, naturally, a uh, 17-point favorite here. I think we all agree her team's a little bit better. Barrett is uh, rolling Ben Roethlisberger this week. Ballsy move, throwing Doug Martin in the flex, as we stated. And then, basically, standard lineups across the board for both girls uh how do you see this one going okay so let's break it down um if we look at rivers thursday night matchup against kc versus loftusberger at home against new england new england defense has been giving up a lot of points i would say versus as the kc defense which has also been giving up a lot i would Give Rivers a slight edge here because it's a Thursday night matchup. Usually defenses are a little bit more loose um, and to have more gaps that a quarterback can exploit. Okay. Because they haven't got the last. They've just got three days last. Uh, And unfortunately, it is in KC, so it'll be a little bit interesting. Yeah, I think... I think I agree with the points you're making. Uh, just my hunch. I think I'm going to go with Ross Roethlisberger here, assuming he plays. Uh, I know he got his ribs banged up a little bit He's last playing. week. But assuming he plays, that game usually has a lot of points. And it's home. Uh, Steelers need a win. Mm-hmm. I feel like Roethlisberger is due for another big day. I mean, he's the number two quarterback in all of fantasy, which is kind of surprising. Uh, I mean, he has had a couple of pretty huge games and a bunch of 20-pointers to go along with it. But home Ben, better than road Ben. I kind of like Ben in this matchup here. Okay. Uh, we may have seen the end of Rivers as we know it. Which doesn't make any sense, but... <laughs> so, to the wideouts, you've got uh, Thielen and Cooper for Christina. Thielen is against Miami, and Cooper's against Indianapolis. Both defenses aren't that good. Nope. Uh, whereas you've got Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry for Barrett. Michael Thomas against Carolina at Carolina in a divisional matchup, which are always interesting. And Jarvis Landry at Denver, where the ball does love to fly and Baker Mayfield does love to throw it. He sure does. Uh, Not enough to make my team win, but still pretty good quarterback. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, looking at the numbers here, Indy, number five defense against wide receivers. Uh, Miami's pretty middle pack. They're right at 17. Denver, 16. Uh, and Carolina, 26th against receivers. So the matchups would seem to favor Barrett's receivers. The way Cooper's been playing, it's hard to discount him. And Thielen's obviously, you know, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Granted, a couple of slow weeks in a row. So it's going to be interesting. Four out of five, relatively slow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they just fired their offensive coordinator. It looks like they want to give Dalvin Cook more of the ball, rather than just the ten Kellys, which means that they're going to be less passes to go around. Yes, I would agree with that. I they they're promoting the quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator, which you may read that and say, "Well, maybe they're going to keep throwing it." Well, this quarterbacks coach I read, kind of a fan favorite of Coach Mike Zimmer, and I feel like with all that they were talking about on Monday Night's broadcast, 
Zimmer's kind of getting his way here, and they're going to go back to running the ball. So maybe you downgrade Thielen a little bit on this one. Mm-hmm. So I would say Michael Thomas versus Amala Cooper, kind of a wash. But Michael Thomas hasn't, like, what's he been over the last few weeks? He's been poor. Pretty pedestrian. Yeah, like, you have to go back five weeks for his first above twenty point game, which is twenty one. Uh, but his last four are fifteen, four, six, and fourteen. Those aren't going to win it. <laughs> Not against Christine's team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Cooper has the edge since moving to Dallas, and Thielen's been pedestrian, but I think he'll be able to beat Landry. Well, this is interesting because kind of. Going opposite directions with a couple of these different guys. Thielen and Thomas both started hot, cooling off lately. Mm-hmm. Cooper and Landry started off cold, heating up lately. It, are you saying you like Christina's receivers? Yeah. I'm saying I like Barrett's receivers. <laughs> okay, so you like Barrett's quarterback and receivers. I sure do. Is that enough to overcome the running backs? Unfortunately, it is not. Love Todd Gurley. I wish I still had Todd Gurley. He won me a championship last year. Along with Greg the Legs Erline, because kickers are people too. But just too much running back from Christina. I mean, Saquon, Mixon's back to being Mixon. Kamara, maybe he had a bit of a slow week last week, but the dude's still the number four running back in football. Yeah. And even his slow games are 9 and 12. And there's plenty of 20-point games around the corner. So... No, I like Christina's running backs. Uh, okay. I think they're pretty much matchup proof. I don't know that you really need to delve too much into that. I mean, Mixon's playing Oakland, so <laughs> maybe he gets an even bigger uptick than you might otherwise just because he's Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. But no, I like Christina's running backs, and I think that makes up any deficiencies she may have in these close receiver and quarterback matchups. Okay, so how does Barrett win it? Barrett wins it with. Slow games from the running backs. This is going to determine, or this is going to be determined by Christina's running backs. Kind of like it was with me. I mean, I faced Saquon's 30, Mixon's 25, and Kamara ended up pulling a 15 out. Yeah, I know Mark Cooper had a 50, but like those guys are the ones that won it for Christina. Cooper's not going for 50 again this week. Oh, big words. Big, big prediction <laughs> coming from Bosa over here. No, I think Barrett's team is relatively locked into what they're going to do. You know, somewhere between 80 and 120. And to win, she's going to have to get to that 120, and she's going to have to have Christina score 105, 110. I think, I think that's how she does it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she gets a surprising game out of Vikings defense and Will Lutz. I mean, this kicker defense situation is really pretty boring for most of the season unless you get that 20-point game out of your defense or yeah. surprising 12-point game out of your kicker. Like, maybe New Orleans just kicks a bunch of field goals Monday night. And Will Lutz has a 15. I mean, that can be the great equalizer to, you know, generally losing three or four points per player in the rest of your lineup. Yeah, I agree. I think, like, Barrett needs to hit 120. And she'll need, basically, James White's projected for eight, but has been scoring 14. He needs to continue that. Jarvis Landry's projected for eight, but has been averaging 10. He needs to average 15. Mm-hmm. And Doug Martin, weirdly enough, is projected for 12, but has been scoring five. He needs to get, like, probably one touchdown, 60, 70 yards to get that 13 points. Yeah, got to get double digits out of Dougie Fresh. He's 
got a touchdown in three straight weeks. Uh, yeah. Scored at least nine in three straight weeks. They're playing Cincinnati, which is not a particularly good defense. So, you know, hopefully oh. he can get some run in that game. And the other one is he wants New England. Uh, she silly wants New England Pittsburgh to be a shootout forty point game where Ben throws for four touchdowns, three hundred yards, and scores her like forty points. That would be huge. Cool. All right. Well, it sounds like we're both picking Christina, but thinking there's a chance for Barrett. You're Rooting for Barrett. You picked Boyd, and I picked Christina in this matchup. <laughs> so you're sticking with it? Yeah. All right. Are you saying that I can't pick Christina because I already picked myself in this matchup? Yeah. Great. Uh, give me Barrett. <laughs> give me Barrett in the upset special. All right, let's move on to the other half of the bracket. Uh, the more important part. The more important part of the bracket. <laughs> you versus Danny. This is probably uh, the biggest matchup of the weekend. Danny's currently got a nine. What? We have two matchups. Two pretty big matchups, both equally important. one is bigger. One is bigger, yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably because my co-host is in it. (laughs) And because you think it'll be closer? Yes. Okay. All right, so you are facing a nine point, sorry, 8.4 point projected disadvantage right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you overcome that disadvantage? Or do you feel like it's close enough to where you just have to have your guys do your thing and... And they're going to be fine. I just have to have my guys do my thing. Because it's a little bit like... uh, I need Ingram to score a touchdown. I need McCaffrey to have his three-touchdown week. Not like a two-touchdown week he had last week. Where one was taken away. 24 points, not good enough. Christian, listen up. You need three touchdowns from a boy, AJ, over here. Um, I would like Hilton to score a touchdown and get 200 yards. 199 <laughs> yards and no touchdowns? That's not good enough for you? That's the Julio Jones well, line. it was 9 for 199. It that's was right. like one more yard and one more reception. Yeah, got four me more four, points. Four and a half. That's right, four and a half. Um, yeah, and Evans needs to do something. He d- does something, but he needs to do something. Like, he needs to get me a 100-yard game. He can nice. Yeah. They're facing Baltimore. Are you still uh, reticent about the Baltimore receiver matchup as you were with Tyreek Hill last week? Uh, to a degree. Evans is a different type of receiver to Tyreek Hill. Okay. Uh, Evans doesn't really stretch the field as much as Hill does. Okay. He's not a slot receiver or cross the uh, numbers, in between the numbers. You basically throw it to Evans and he'll high point it. Right. And he'll continue and do that. Okay. They just need to throw it to him more. <laughs> Interesting analysis. Uh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, uh, should we go position by position? Probably sure. should. All right. So you're facing Mahomes. You got Deshaun Watson. Uh, Watson's going to the New York Jets. Mahomes home to the Chargers. I could I, be starting Trubisky. You okay. could be starting Trubisky. Trubisky's got Green Bay at home. Green Bay, not a good defense. Uh, you might think about that one. Now, he didn't look particularly good last week. Maybe his shoulder's not all the way back. Who knows? I'm not here to speculate. Only to get you to second-guess yourself. <laughs> uh, I like Mahomes. I don't know that there's really much discussion here. He's been the number one quarterback in fantasy by a huge margin. You're at a disadvantage no matter who you put in there. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't outscore Mahomes, but the odds are against you. So the projection right now is a difference of seven points. The averages would state a difference of 11. Yes. 
if I come out of this matchup of quarterbacks being down by seven to... I would say that may be a win. That's probably a win. Yeah. Like, I would say if it's under five, it's a win. If it's... Yeah. And I, I think the number here is probably about eight. Like, any more than eight, and you're like, okay, well, now I gotta make up some points somewhere. But if it's less yeah. than eight, okay, fine. You take your chances, because, you know, Mahomes is capable of these 30 to 40 point games, and if he sticks in the low 20s, you'll be okay. So the other easy matchup to discuss is tight ends yes interesting like ironically enough where i just need ebon to keep pace or outdo kittle whatever kittle does ebon needs to do if Mm -hmm. i'm gonna win uh if kittle has a huge week i need ebon to have that huge week as well uh yeah because they're both projected to score 12 and again i'll be probably happy with that are you still sad that you traded away George Kittle? <laughs> so, well... Have you texted George Kittle this week to apologize, to so, I don't know, do some reverse psychology on him so that he doesn't perform? This, like, the trade I made was Ingram and Yvonne for Kittle and David Johnson. Correct. Would I want David Johnson and Kittle... Oh, so that was the trade? Interesting. Yeah. So the two guys you traded away, yes. you're now facing, but on a totally different team. Yes. Danny, in two separate trades, acquired <laughs> David Johnson and George Kittle. Well, how about that? So... Is this the George Kittle and David Johnson revenge game? Oh, mocking them. Well, that doesn't quite No, because they're I... not facing... Yeah, it'd have to be this way. I think maybe it is. We joked about... The David Johnson revenge game from early in the season did not come to bear. I think he had maybe eight points in that game. Yep. But this is it. This is the one that David Johnson's been waiting for. He's rocking a cue this week. Uh, held out of practice Wednesday with a quadriceps injury. Eh, we'll see. He'll probably play. Yeah. Same with Hopkins. Hopkins has been questionable all week. Julio's been questionable, or all year, I should say. Both of them, they'll play. Uh, is T.Y. Hilton going to play? Yeah. Okay. He right. was questionable all of last week. He was a game time decision and then scored 199. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dig into the running backs a little bit. Uh, you are starting Mark Ingram, Christian McCaffrey for now. Yep. And I don't think I have another running back. Well, you got Tevin Coleman. You could put him in if you <laughs> I want. I don't think I have another all running right. back. You don't. <laughs> I know. I own Tevin Coleman. Uh, facing David Johnson and Leonard Fournette. I think you got the edge here. Yep. Just based on McCaffrey. I think, yeah, I think, yes, I, think Ingram, I agree. You're not really sure which Ingram you're getting, but at this point, we're pretty sure which McCaffrey you're getting. And yeah. uh, it's the top three back in football. And I don't think either of Danny's guys are really capable of the numbers McCaffrey can put up. David Johnson, he had the one huge game. There's been some 10 and 12 point games in there. Uh, there's a 19 in there, I guess. But hasn't scored double digits in the last three weeks. Yeah. Road game. Uh, we'll see what's going on there. Fournette, you know, he was suspended, had a rough game against Tennessee. He did have three 20-point games before that. So we'll see which Fournette shows up. Uh, but I think I think I gave you the edge here just based on mm-hmm. pedigree and uh, matchups, I guess. Mm-hmm. Interesting, both of those guys going Monday night. So you won't know what's going to happen in your matchup until about 8.30 on Monday. Or maybe you'll have Fournette's it not going Monday, right? No, you're two guys. 
Ingram and McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's that was the interesting thing, which we can touch on later. This is the semi-final week, mm-hmm. and because the games are spread out so much, yeah. And if we were in a normal league that didn't just make super teams, you may have come to an interesting decision, uh, a difficult sit-start decision, based on some of the earlier games. Mm-hmm. So Mahomes has a game way before it's the Thursday night game. Yeah. And then Trubisky has the Saturday game, and Watson has the Sunday game. Watson Saturday. Oh, is it the yeah. Okay, that's a Saturday afternoon game. Okay, so it's like, which one do you start? Could well, sure. On. There's a little bit of that for you. I mean, Trubisky. I don't know if he's officially questionable, but you know. I am not starting. Like Trubisky, uh, they're playing Green Bay. Mm-hmm. It's cold, it's wet, it's a night game. Late night game or night game? No, that's an afternoon game. That's not one of the primetime games. Uh, 10 a.m. Yep, 10 a.m. Oh, okay, it's Watson. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in any other week when you didn't have your starting lineup locked in from three weeks ago, it might be a concern, (laughs) but... So, not in this league. Not in this league. Not for these teams. Uh, yeah, because the only other decision I could potentially make is Lois Freeman. Nah. Naheem Hines. Don't forget about <laughs> Naheem Hines. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the receivers. Uh, Julio and Hopkins for Danny against T.Y. Well, we'll throw... No, we'll do the flex separately. And yep. then you've got T.Y. and Mike Evans. Obviously, name value. I think Danny probably takes it. Do you feel like you can keep pace? Do you, what are the chances you feel like you can outperform Julio and Hopkins? So, I'm, I am limiting Hopkins' damage by starting Watson. Okay. Like, That's like, not position to position. No, but I mean, it's, On a literally per-play basis, everything yeah. that goes to Hopkins, you get a piece of. Yes. And so, if he does have a huge game, or if he scores touchdowns, it's only a two-point. Like, okay. advantage to him. So if he scores four touchdowns, it's not going to be as bad as Julio scoring four touchdowns because then I'm down by 24 points. Sure. Um, but your quarterback cannot get ahead at all if he keeps throwing touchdowns to Deshaun, or to DeAndre Hopkins. There is also Demarius Thomas. <laughs> but if he keeps throwing them to Hopkins, that's yes. not good for you. Yes. So you're limiting, while you're mitigating the damage... Hopkins as you, you're also mitigating the advantage you get with Deshaun. A little bit. Like you said, he's got other receivers. Uh, yeah, I, I would give the edge to Danny. I know Julio's going against Patrick Peterson in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He probably gets the shadow coverage. Uh, Patrick Peterson just shut down Kenny Galladay to the tune of two catches for five yards last week. So I would expect something very yep. similar from Julio. No, I think Julio will be fine. I think Hopkins is due for a big game. He's been a little underperforming, at least by his standards. A bunch of nines and tens in there uh, over the last four weeks. So hopefully he rebounds. Um, Hilton and Evans are good, but as we said, Evans going to Baltimore. Ty questionable. I think it'll be close, but give me the edge to Holtzclaw or okay. uh, Danny on this one. Uh, and then Flex, you got Diggs. Right now he's got Jalen Samuels in there. Looks like James Conner's not going to play, so he's going to go with the Pittsburgh running back at this point. Any reason to think he goes with anybody else in that flex spot? 
Nope. <laughs> Possibly Dante Pettis? Josh Reynolds? You want to start two San Francisco receivers against the Seahawks, D? Uh, well, I mean, it worked out the last time they played Seattle. Yeah. Kittle had nine, which is decent for a tight end, and then Pettis obviously had that huge 31-point game, which was all garbage time, by the way. <laughs> Not that that matters. Uh, and then Diggs going to Miami in what is hopefully going to be a rebound game for that team. Yep. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I give you the edge on this one. Yeah. And I think I have the edge in defense. <laughs> Kicker defense? Yeah. Should Cowboys. So that's the interesting thing. I'm starting Hilton and Ebon, and he's starting the Cowboys D. Mm-hmm. So we're basically doing double or nothing. Yep. If Hilton and Ebon have no touchdowns, Cowboys D wins. Probably. Maybe Marlon goes in play like, yeah, but if Hilton and Ebon do get touchdowns, Cowboys' D value goes down dramatically. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting start from Danny's perspective. The Colts have not been a particularly good offense to face. Cowboys have not been a particularly good defense to start. Uh, I don't know if he's got some insider info in this one mm. or just kind of rolling the dice here, but... Uh, he could have had Saints defense <laughs> for four for four dollars. He could have had Saints defense. I he may be out of money. I'm not sure, but uh, and uh, and then kickers are going to score between three and five points. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh, There's a lot to discuss there. Um, all right. Well, I like Danny in this matchup. So you you're going to pick Holt score? <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy I picked is not. Still alive. Okay. Uh, the other guy I did not pick, and so I think I'm free to pick whoever I want in this matchup. Or you're well, by the rules, or by, by the, the rules, rules, I would have to take Danny, right? By the because I did not pick you. I didn't even pick you to be in this matchup. Yeah, by the rules of our um, uh, picks last week, Boyd is going to be on five. I am two and zero right now. Rules, schmules, give me Danny, <laughs> and the moose is one and one. Yeah, the moose did better than me, uh, which is not surprising because he's a genius. Are we sure it's a he? Uh, we are not sure. No, no, I don't know that anybody's ever seen moose in the flesh. I don't even know that Corey's seen moose in the flesh. He may hide behind a screen, kind of like <laughs> Dateline NBC oh, nice. for all these interviews. All right, well, uh, I guess that kind of wraps up the week. Uh, yeah, once again, weekly prizes, most points from players in primetime games. AJ, huge matchup this week, along mm-hmm. with uh, Barrett and Christina's. Uh, and Danny, obviously. Uh, Danny, go get him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want this guy gloating about his win here in two weeks. This will not going to be a fun podcast. One right? week. Uh, well, next week is going to be a championship preview, so it would be two weeks in which you would come to the studio. Oh, I'm going to gloat about my win over Danny first. Oh, okay. I don't count any win. All right, good. God, I'm glad you're not looking ahead to who your possible championship opponent would be and possible six week 16 matchups for your teams. Never looking at that. Good. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long week for me as well. Yeah, do you have anybody going Thursday? I don't have anyone going Thursday, but Danny has... Danny's got Mahomes. So you, and and Butker, and, and Kickers Matter. So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you'll be glued to your TV to see if you're down... 30 or 40 points. Yeah, and the then weekend. Saturday will be Watson. You'll have Watson. He'll have Hopkins. 
Yep. Uh, and then... Which will give us a nice intro. Yeah. And then we basically see the games mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday, but we wait for Saturday. I don't... <sighs> I don't think I'll be out of it <laughs> before the Monday night game. I don't think I'll be down more than 40 points. Well, we'll see. If I'm down more than 40 points, I'll be playing to the fantasy gods. Yeah. I mean, Ingram and McCaffrey, I feel like, are capable of 60. I think think any more than 60, and you probably don't feel very good. But if it's within 60, (laughs) I don't know. If it's within 60, I'm I'm being being very optimistic on your behalf. Uh, yeah. I mean, McCaffrey's got a 40-point game already this season. Ingram's got a 24-point game already this season. Two. <laughs> two of them, yeah, in back-to-back weeks. So, I mean, the two of them combined are pretty capable of 50, and so if it's within 60, you might yeah. you might have a chance. Yeah. I will be saying that come Monday morning, yeah, but right now I'm saying within 40. Yeah. That's where I want to be. All right, well, best of luck, sir, and we will certainly see where you stand come next week. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Bye for now.